1: Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Road to Draft Series. I'm your host, Colin Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And today, I'm delighted to be joined by Hassan Rahimi, you can find on Twitter at HRR5010. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at the FFPC. Hassan, how are you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well, uh, Colm.
2: I'm pretty excited to get into the two divisions we're covering. Um, both AFC West and the NFC
1: North are really
2: intriguing. And uh, it's I'm excited to look at their uh, free agents and uh, their upcoming... Uh, what they might do in the draft.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, obviously we've uh, done the kind of the recaps of the seasons, but now we're doing it and we're looking ahead to the NFL draft and we're kind of looking back a little bit, looking forward a little bit more and then as the series progresses we'll be diving in to more specific uh, or more specific rather, uh, the draft strategies of the teams and the players and uh, who we're looking at as the process goes forward. We'll be looking at the best wide receivers in the draft class after the combine obviously and we'll be doing a little bit of breakdowns as the series goes on but as I mentioned here we're kind of looking division by division and as Hassan mentioned there, AFC West and NFC North up on today's show so we're going to start off with the AFC West and Hassan. I'm going to let you go first. There was a, you know, a lot of people were looking at this as possibly the the most competitive division in football uh, this past season and the preseason, but it didn't really happen to go that way. You know, we had the Chiefs and the Chargers on top of it. The Broncos fell away. And then we have the Raiders and the mix. With the Raiders now, obviously, with John Gruden coming in on uh, his long-term contract. With Derek Carey, he'll be hoping to bounce back. But there's a lot of interesting thoughts on this, as well as the Chiefs, and uh, you know what they've done over the last week or so in terms of uh, trading away one of their top cornerbacks. But I'll let you pick the team that you want to roll it off with. Uh, maybe you're starting off with the Chiefs. The Chargers are always a team that I'm very interested in. But uh, where do you want to go when we're looking here at the AFC West? Uh,
2: let's let's start with uh, the Broncos here, just because, I mean, you know, they pick uh, at the 105 here in the upcoming NFL draft. And really, I feel like the free agency will determine how they go in the draft. Uh, they're rumored to be in the conversation for Kirk Cousins. They're fairly cap constrained, so there's going to be a few moves behind the scenes that we might not be able to predict right now in order for them to get him or some, you know, cap wizardry. So that's going to be difficult. But if they're, you know, if they lose out in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, it's going to be interesting to see who, fought, like, would they pick at the 105. Do you think they go with a quarterback? home?
1: I think it's like, yeah, you know, you mentioned with Kirk Cousins in the sweepstakes. As it gets closer, it's going to be a lot more clear as to what they are going to do. I think at the moment, this moment in time, they're probably uh, one of the kind of top three favourites. I think Minnesota are probably leading the way there. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. And it's going to be like, anytime we see these quarterbacks head up for free agency, we kind of sometimes have an idea what's going to happen. But like what happened with Peyton and Manning and him going actually to the Broncos, it can uh, really open up at the last moment and somebody can really step up and uh, make that play to try and get that player. So I think even if they don't, uh, or even if they get... Kirk Cousins, I think if they get Kirk Cousins, they're not going to go quarterback, obviously, but uh, I think at this moment in time, I would put the chances of that at less than uh, 30% of them getting him, so I think it makes sense for them to take one of these prospects, because there is uh, so many, uh, I think in my opinion, so many, probably five very, very uh, highly rated prospects at the quarterback position coming out in this, and you know, Hassan, if they go quarterback, have you somebody penned in mind that you think would fit, or do you think that they're going to go quarterback, in fact, like uh, I've mentioned that I think they will? Yeah, and I'm
2: kind of hoping to go with Baker Mayfield here. Uh, I've, I've read a few mock drafts that has like uh, Darnold and Rosen going uh, one and two. And, and at that point, if you really need a quarterback that makes Baker Mayfield uh, at five, a no-brainer to me uh, personally, I think Mayfield might be the best quarterback from, what I've, from the minor amount of research that I've done. Uh, and I would really like to see Mayfield on this offense just because I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, if only because that's what my dynasty ownership uh, dictates me to be. And it would be nice for them to finally play with uh, someone who lit it up in college. And he seems to, you know, has a very nice range of comparables and I've seen some really sharp guys. Uh, I think Kevin Cole actually comped him to Russell Wilson. So it'd be nice for these uh, veteran wide receivers to actually play with a good quarterback, Uh, you know, which is more, it's very difficult to call Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch and Brock Osweiler, like that trio, like uh, even a capable trio. And it's possible that Chad Kelly, who spent the entire year injured, might be the most talented passer. What are your thoughts there? Who would you like to see them go with?
1: Well, uh, I think uh, we're probably the, the ship has sailed on Brock Osweiler. I think Paxton Lynch. At this time, we have to, unless something really drastically changes, we have to probably think of him as being a you know a wasted pick and a bust at this point. And uh, you know, I, I I thought what we've seen with Trevor Simeon has been serviceable, but I think if you're looking to take the team to the next level, trying and get back uh, to you know the Super Bowl level that they were at a couple of seasons ago, I think uh, going quarterback is what they have to do. I think if I was going with somebody on the roster, you'd be hoping that Paxton Lynch. Uh, could turn things around but I just think with what I've heard at the moment of him with the playbook and trying to get things schematically from a, the quarterback's perspective it just isn't happening so I think out of the bunch you mentioned Chad Kelly but I think what we've seen in the NFL that uh, out of the bunch that um, Trevor Simeon would be the better off the cast that is there when we look you mentioned the wide receivers and uh, you know Emmanuel Sanders um there has been some reports that there's possibility that he could be moving on from the team this offseason. Uh, with that in mind, what's your thoughts on uh, what they're going to do at the skill positions in the draft? Is there any, you know, you read up the, the free agency preview. Do you think that he he sticks around there? Uh, or do you think that they do try and move him on to maybe open up some of that cap space to be able to get somebody like Kurt Cousins in, if that was to happen, they're going to have to shuffle some things around?
2: Yeah, the, the narrative on on Sanders seems to have shifted recently, which I don't know if that's a signal about their uh, where they are in the, you know, Kirk Cousins sweepstakes or not. But I, I'm just curious. I think they kind of want to keep both Demarius and Sanders because, you know, Carlos Henderson got into a little bit of legal trouble, trouble, recently. And it's, you know, for a, for a rookie wide receiver who missed his entire first year, I don't know how we can expect him to really come on uh, as a sophomore, having a I mean, he's effectively going to be a rookie next season. Uh, they're fairly optimistic about Jake Butt, which is pretty, pretty cool because he was a, very good down before he unfortunately tore his ACL. So I think they're set over there. I don't think there's uh, any reason for them to, you know, stick with whatever nameless, faceless guys they have at tight end. And, and then, uh, so I don't think they're going to be going with receiver. If they do win Cousins, I think what they should be doing here is going with uh, an offensive tackle here. They, that that O-line isn't particularly great. Uh, you know, and, and I haven't done much tackle research, but there's, you know, people seem to be pretty high on Quinton uh, Nelson or Mike McGlinchey or any of those guys. So if they win Cousins, that's the way that they go, in my opinion. Uh, I can't see them really going deep into the skill positions. They do need to get some wide receivers. I just think it's going to be, if they do that, it's going to be like in the fifth, sixth, or seventh. I think what they're looking to do might be to uh, look at a running back in the middle rounds. And I don't know who's going to be available. So I was just curious, uh, what what do you think they do with CJA? Because there's a rumor that they're looking to cut Anderson this offseason.
1: Uh, CJ Anderson's a player that I think uh, is more overlooked than he should be. I think he's, you know, I don't think he's an elite talent in the NFL to run back position, but I think he's somebody who is, you know, and that there are kind of, I would say kind of tend to, to 22 range in terms, of, in terms of running back talent and I think when he has been healthy, which hasn't been a lot uh, you know, in his time over the last couple of years I think he has uh, shown that he can be productive both catching the ball and running with the ball and he's a, I think if, if he comes up in free agency he'll still get a, a good contract it'll be interesting to see if the Miami Dolphins were to come back in for them, they obviously matched that offer sheet uh, a couple of years ago and then obviously the Broncos kind of was a surprise at the time that they signed him to that long term deal so I'm very very interested to see what happens and again I think this is a good class coming up here for the running back position and we'll see what they do so even at that point that the fifth pick there's a possibility i think what we'll see and it's kind of obviously speculation at this point is you know at that fifth pick i think the broncos will try and move back if they can because i think they'll still have the opportunities if they were you know dropping back even into the teens that there would be that quarterback or would be that running back there for them at that point i think they could go either way in the first round when we look at it from there the team that doesn't have a first round pick in this division won the division this year and that is the kansas city chiefs they have traded that pick to the Buffalo Bills, do you see, uh, you know, obviously they're missing out in the first round, but what's the kind of, I guess, the the one glaring weakness that you would see on that roster that uh, they need to improve if they want to go from, you know, getting to the playoffs this year to to getting to the Super Bowl next year?
2: It probably has to be their defense. And uh, I think they'd agree because I can't, I haven't kept up with all the players that they've released recently, but haven't most of them been defensive guys?
1: A lot, a lot of them have been and you know that's because they uh, have put a lot of money into that defense over the last couple of years so some of them guys were starting to get onto the higher end of contracts and we've seen obviously with Justin Peters obviously he was on his rookie deal and uh, they've moved him on um, so that was a surprise for me because he wasn't a, a cap casualty of sorts uh, so a, a lot of them though have been on that defensive side of the ball
2: yeah it's, I mean I think they're definitely going to be looking to retool their their defense and I think they're just trying to Accumulate picks and just take shots here like they acquired a third rounder in that pick with uh, for Alex Smith. And they also acquired a like a pick for in the, in the Marcus Peters trade from the Rams right in the fourth. And they don't have particularly many picks. So I assume they're just trying to clear cap space to make a free agent signing to address the biggest position of need. But it might just be a low like a low key rebuilding year. maybe they're not gonna be as competitive as we think they will, but these are the kind of growing pains you have to do when you're you know in the uh, the kind of poor like situation that they were in uh the last that we remember seeing of the chiefs was just Derrick Henry just smashing his way through whatever the chiefs call their defense and so like I guess it's it's completely fair that they're in the in the process of uh, wholesale uh. Getting rid of a, a lot of these overpaid wideouts who they can—I mean, sorry—overpaid uh, defensive players that they can cut with zero hit to the cap because again, this is a team that was very had a, has a very very poor cap situation. So it's very unlikely that they can even sign any of the true blue chip veterans. So you you know maybe they're going to try to cobble together something here and uh, hope to compete. And again, you with a rookie uh, quarterback, even one as theoretically talented as, as Mahomes, is that I, I really don't know. If they have the talent to overcome, uh, wh- wh- how do you think this one plays out?
1: I think it's going to be. I think the Chiefs are a strong team. I think offense, you know, we've thought of them as a defensive team over the last say, five or six years, particularly since Andy Reid came. You know, Alex Smith, a, a slow, more, a kind of slow-paced offense with a good, strong defense. And I think this year we might see them move away from that and try and go a little bit more offensive. We've seen it at times last year, particularly at the start of the season. I think when you have Kareem Hunt, uh, Spencer Ware, will be coming back from his injury. And then you have Tyree, uh, Travis Kelsey. And there's a lot of nice pieces on this offense. And I think, you know, with the, the draft and with Mahomes going in, there's an opportunity to go into a little bit more of a downfield passing game. So I'm very, very interested to see what the Chiefs do what they do particularly in free agency and the draft but they're trying to kind of clean the decks and tidy things up a little bit around the edges before they can start making those moves so I'm, I'm very interested to see about that before we get to the next couple of teams i want to let the listeners know i mentioned that hassan had done uh, you know the the free agency previews there's lots and lots of great uh, draft preview work up on com, and you can get a 30 dis- percent discount off a subscription right now off that RotoVis nfl pass and all you have to do is go to the rotoviz and a is rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. That subscription will give you unlimited access to all our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it helps support the pod. So be sure and get over, get the 30% discount, get yourself ready for the NFL draft, and of course, the goal then is to get yourself ready for that 2018 season. So the page again is rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. I mentioned earlier the Chargers, you know, uh, for the listeners, I actually got engaged in San Diego a couple of years back and uh, went to a Chargers game shortly after it when we were over there. So they always kind of hold a little bit of a special place, and my Unfortunately, for the people there in San Diego, the team is no longer there, but the Chargers still have that little bit of a special place in my heart. And obviously, we're heading into the draft, and their season last year didn't just go the way they wanted. They had a more positive season than the year previous. We've seen Phillip Rivers have a pretty solid year, but we've seen Keenan Allen come back in a big, big way after having two injury hit seasons. And uh, overall, pretty impressive in stages, but nothing that was consistent enough. They had a lot of close losses, like we've seen over the last couple of years. So they're picking 17th after a 9-7 and record. they won their last two games of the season. So they're looking to move on here in the positive side of things. We've seen Melvin Garden, who... For me, wasn't all that efficient, but uh, got the job done quite a few different times. But you know, we had Austin Eckler come in. Where do you see the Chargers looking to improve this offseason uh, weather and free agency, but mainly through the draft? Where Where are those key areas that you think they need to work on defensively? Pretty solid last year. Offensively, maybe a, a couple of holes in certain spots.
2: Yeah, it definitely has to be their O-line. And it's a bit of a bummer that uh, their second-round pick, Forrest Lamp, missed most of the season. That, I mean, like that, that, that O-line is a bit of a mess and they kind of really need to address it. And I, and I wonder if that's something, I mean, again, it's probably something that they will prioritize, especially given that they uh, have the, I mean, they have the 17th pick in the draft, but I'm not able to really, uh, I can see one of the few top offensive tackles or, or right guards or whoever it is that they're looking for will fall to them. So I'm, I think that that's the way, where they're going to, you know, look to improve. Uh, Rivers, obviously, you know, I mean, he's getting up in age, but, uh, you know, you still want to make sure that your quarterback's upright and able to take those hits. And then obviously you want to make sure that you're getting enough push because uh, you want to make sure that you're getting those running lanes for someone like a Melvin Gordon and, uh, and you know, an and Austin Eckler and any of these guys. Uh, one of the things that positions that I think they address in free agency here would probably be a kicker just because, I mean, that, that team is snake pit when it comes down to the kicker slot and uh but and they're you know i can see them probably going out and maybe spending a little bit more of their money on it, on an actual uh well-established kicker and then trying to build their line uh through the draft uh they're as you mentioned their secondary is very very strong but do you see them trying to like uh shore up their uh safety linebacker position or do you think they're going to try and get more push in the d line uh what, what do you think uh, goes over there
1: Well, I think at the start of the draft, anyway, like you mentioned, I think O line is probably uh, the way they go. We've seen over the last couple of years that there was one season where Rivers just uh, threw the 16 games. I think it might have been over 30. Uh, offensive linemen went through the system that year. Just so, so many injuries. But they've started to, you know, invest in it, try and get those higher round picks in it, and hopefully they can all stay healthy this year. But I think it's another area that I think in that first round we might see them target. You mentioned defensively. I think you know you have Bosa, Ingram, legit. They're all signed long term, and so that they don't really need to to worry too much about that side. But the the cornerbacks. I I thought they had the deepest cornerback room last year. You know, Casey Hayward, Jason Verrett, Trevor Williams, Desmond. Like K- there was a lot of depth there and a, a lot of good play. But I think you know across the linebacker position is somewhere where they where they could look. They could also look. Uh, you know, at the nose tackle position, uh, Branton Mebane is thirty three years old. So there's. Uh, that there is a concern. We've seen teams this year, certain times with more up tempo offenses, even though they have those studs at the defensive line position. That you know we've seen particularly. I remember back to the Patriots against the Titans in that second half in the playoffs. It was a case they were just doing short pass after short pass after short pass, and the Titans only had dressed like seven defensive uh, linemen in that game, so they all pretty much got tired. So you need the depth of the front line, so you can never uh, have too many talented players at that position. So, but I think that's a, a kind of complementary position later on in the draft, but. Uh, safety and uh, also uh, linebacker is somewhere. I think that they will look to go, and uh, it's like every team. I think every team's going to address the same positions in the draft. That's usually the process, but it just depends on where that capital is put in. You know, whether you go in the first, second, third round, or whether you know it's a day three pick. It's it's always just where where they go. But I think the uh, the Chargers. I think there's potential here for them to be a very very strong unit next year with the with the right players coming in. But I think as you mentioned, their Phillip Rivers getting older. I think. If you're going to make that push, it has to be at this time. So I think uh, the Chargers could uh, be trying to get go all in over this next kind of 18 to, to 24 months, because I think that's what we kind of probably see with what Rivers has left and the tank. The last team in the division here as we go through the AFC West is. The Raiders, and obviously they're going to be looking to get uh, a lot of positive momentum here, even though they're probably heading out of Oakland uh, after this season, or after next season heading down there to Las Vegas. But the new head coach there I mentioned earlier, and Jason Gruden. We have Derek Carr, who'll be hoping to bounce back. It doesn't seem like he was fully healthy during this last year. It was obviously a down year after what he did two seasons ago, but what way do you see the team going? Obviously, if Marshawn Lynch, you know, they're still being, uh, you know, talked on as a running back, where do you see them going? Do you think we'll see them go, maybe other running back, uh, key defensive areas that need to be addressed? And, you know, I I think that'll be interesting to see what they do too. There's, you know, talk of Crabtree possibly been heading towards Dallas. So uh, what do you think they're going to do overall? Where do you think their, their top priority needs to be?
2: They better not draft a running back, uh, because that would be pretty much grounds just, just to Byer Gruden, uh, from the, I mean, like that defense is a mess, and like, and so, kind of uh, just a little bit to rewind, just a little bit because you mentioned the Chargers. their window is now, and it is now. Like you have the Chiefs and the Raiders, who have just abysmal defenses, and then you have the Broncos, who have no idea it's what they're doing on offense. So, you, you know, so you're looking at at teams that are in this pro- like this slow pro- process of rebuilding, and so I really think that the that the Raiders need to spend most of their high equity picks on different makers on difference makers at defensive positions. You know, like even though Derek Carr was hurt and Amari Cooper is a, a talent who played most of the season hurt, uh, you know, which was chronicled earlier in stealing signals by Ben Gretsch. And then Derek Carr mentioned it uh, just recently. And, you know, Crabtree played with injuries at times. That, that offense, it just didn't seem like it, it, they knew what they were doing. But also, the defense really did not know what they were doing. Like They've got, I think, what, one quality player in Khalil Mack. And, I mean, like outside of that, I think you can they could use an upgrade at every other position group. And so you, you, you kind of want to pay attention to that. Because that at, at the very least, you can put your offense in a position to win if, you're, if your defense is four or strong. And so I think that that's the way, in my opinion, that that's the way they should go. They're pretty, I, I think they're bringing back Marshawn Lynch because it, the gap hit, if you cut him, is, uh, you know, you should, it's it's small, but again, you're bringing him back for an almost nothing salary. Lynch, played fairly well down the stretch. Uh, that was, I feel personally, that that was more by necessity. Like just the fact that, Trapsey was hurt. Cooper was hurt. And, like, Jared Cook and Seth Roberts are your leading two receivers. And Terry Carr is hurt. So why not just feed beast mode now that your season's over? That's kind of what they did. But I feel that they should bring him back with Washington and Jalen Richard as a very good compliments. But you're not going to go anywhere if you're not able to address that defensive slot. What, what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I feel exactly the same way. I agree with uh, what – you had to say, and I think it makes sense to do that at the running back position. I think the the complementary pieces behind Lynch are uh, actually I I really like them as as a complementary uh, pieces to to work in you know in the passing game and that. I just think that you know this probably is Lynch's last year, and I think they're going to uh, finish him out on that contract. So I think looking elsewhere, maybe even if they go later in the draft or go on a, an undrafted free agent route at the. Uh, Uh, running back position might be the way to go. I think, though, you know, when we're going through these teams, I think they are the team in the division with the most work to do. And I think, uh, you know, they have the quarterback, whereas we're not sure about Denver having the quarterback. But... I think as a roster they have the the most work to do particularly on the defensive side of the ball and I think they're going to be playing catch up to the other three teams in this division in 2018 but again a good draft a good free agent class can really turn that around in a very very quick way heading on to the next division now we're looking at the NFC North and that uh, I guess we'll start off with the team that won the division almost got there to the Super Bowl lost to the eventual winners in the Philadelphia Eagles that is the Minnesota Vikings there's always questions of quarterback we have Case Keenum Teddy Bridgewater Sam Bradford all up for free agency and obviously then uh, you know they can go and get a, a, a quarterback in the draft but I think with this team ready to challenge now we mentioned earlier Kurt Cousins I think this would be a very, very good landing spot. And being a Packers fan sitting here with a Packers hat on, <laughs> uh, preferably, Kurt Cousins, uh, don't go to Minnesota. Is that is that a possibility? But uh, outside of that, then, uh, they have improved a lot on the offensive line over the last couple of seasons. Uh, obviously, remember back to Adrian Peterson the last season, it was pretty absolutely abysmal. But they went to competent in 2017, so there was a good improvement there. And then uh, another area they probably need to look is slot corner, Uh, you know, to try and improve there. Defensively, this team is, in my opinion, I I think they're certainly top three. At times this season, they were the best in the NFL. So that is a strength of the team. But where do you see the Vikings looking? Obviously, the quarterback position. We already mentioned the possibility of the Broncos and Keenum. Here's where I think he ends up in Minnesota. Do you kind of agree with that, or do you think he he ends up somewhere else? But we're not going to preview Kurt Cousins. Just uh, let us know if you think he ends up in Minnesota
2: yeah i think the thing with like cousins it, there's been a lot of you know smoke with this fire stuff and you know all these teams are kind of in on it and so they've been you know all, all all the reports kind of say like oh cousins is interested and it it really feels a bit like uh, we're, we're looking at like a you know uh, every, everyone's lining up to like try and get the
1: uh, someone to go the hot uh, girl <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly and and while while we wait on this uh you know I think the need for Minnesota, like you mentioned, they've clearly turned turned around their O line. Uh, it's been a pretty good turnaround. But I'm of the belief that you can't have too much depth at the position. And given that they're picking, you know, thirtieth in the first round, and they have uh, their, their draft picks are fairly pushed back, I think that that's the way they go. They might just, or they might just take best player available to you know address depth uh, for them because they're like you mentioned, they're a very, very, very good team, and uh, really. I really can't see much that they have to do. Uh, there's rumors that they might be cutting Murray and McKinnon, and their landing spots, you know, are clearly unknown, which, which kind of shows you what they're looking at in terms of Dalvin Cook maybe to sign one of the free agents running backs on like a batman or something. Uh, and you know, they are clearly very high on this. I mean, this receiving core. I, I was just curious, do you who do you think uh, do you think like they contract well ever really pans out? given you know how much draft capital has been on him a few years ago
1: uh, i think um you know whether he ever stands out at the level he probably thought of when he came in and the draft you know a high first round pick i, I don't think he probably hits those heights but you know he's I, I we still are far too quick to to write off these guys you know at the wide receiver position if we looked maybe five years ago you're up onto that 2014 class we were looking to give a player two to three years and then to start to develop that third year breakout was something that we often talk about and uh it just hasn't really been thought of. and But the reason now he has that opportunity is if you look at the players in front of him and Thielen and Diggs, there's no real pressure on him. So if he doesn't develop in this situation, he's never going to develop anyway. And I guess then the Vikings just have to cut their losses at that point. But this wide receiver uh, duo, the two of those, you have Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I think offensively, whoever the quarterback is that comes in there is really in for a treat because I think that that is probably you know a top five trio in the NFL in terms of the, the skill position players. And uh, I I just think as well with what Dalvin Cook did, you know, we had the draft last year and the the combine. He dropped down after the combine in his test results, but I, I think that uh, he he had a really nice run. I know he was it was only a couple of weeks long, but he, he impressed me and what he done in those first few weeks. So uh, I think when they get him back as well, that's going to be a, a major bonus. And I, I think this team is uh, heading in the right direction again. They, they just uh, obviously need to, to seal up where they're going at the quarterback position been the most important position in football. Uh, well, maybe not after what we've seen this year with uh, a couple of guys like Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl, but I think uh, the Vikings are a real, real contender, and we're going to get to the Packers in a minute, but uh, being a Packers fan, uh, there's huge concerns over trying to overtake this Minnesota team but before we get to the Packers I want to let you know about the FFPC they are sponsoring today's show and uh, that is the Fantasy Football Players Championship the home of season long high stakes football for most people it's the off season but not for us and not for the FFPC they have over 200 active dynasty leagues with entries starting from just $77 all the way up to 2500 so uh, let's get over there let's get involved dynasty football in my opinion is the best type i love dfs i love season long but dynasty is where uh, i i enjoy the most there's orphan teams available so you can get those now on myffpc.com. If you're ready for the Best Ball Season 2, leagues are open. Just uh, $35 for the entry fee there, and I'll be letting you know a little bit later in the show how you can get yourself a free Best Ball entry by uh, giving us a little written there over on iTunes. So that's coming up later in the show. So don't miss out now on the FFPC experience. Go to myffpc.com and register. That is myffpc.com, the home of season-long High stakes fantasy football. So I guess you know I tasted a moment ago. Let's get to the Packers. Uh, you know I'm I'm going to let you hit me with the uh, hit me with your thoughts on the Packers and see if it makes me uh, happy or sad. I'm I'm guessing it's going to make me the latter. <laughs>
2: uh as someone who uh has heavy exposure in dynasty leagues to you know pretty much every backer skilled player it made me very sad to see Aaron Rodgers go down the guy is just like a freaky I mean he's like he really is that engine for that offense it's it's so cliche but it's it's so weird how that team kind of functions like uh Rodgers is a you know just the sheer brilliance in motion really I mean some of the throws and some of the plays that he makes it's weird like kind of how we just accepted that oh yeah like oh quarterback play is not all that important but but that's also because you're like wide receiver scoring down but you know you've got when you're missing all the injuries that, that 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 took place this season none hit a team more so than than the Packers with Rodgers going down I mean you you saw like two or three fantasy assets like capable fantasy not just like WR2s you're looking at two possible WR1s and a QB1 and a possible RB1 just because of the red zone equity you get by being on, on an Aaron Rodgers offense go down once Rodgers goes down and that's the one thing that was really really uh it kind of bummed me out to see and but on the flip side I guess as a if you're a Green Bay fan they've got the 14th pick in the uh in the first round and uh, what are the positions you think they got to address immediately like what do you where do you think they go in the draft
1: Yeah, and first of all, if the listeners uh, heard that siren in the background, I think they might be going looking for Mike McCarthy for (laughs) all the crimes that he's done for uh, his play call for the Packers over the last couple of years. But when we look at what we need to do in the draft, you know, there's pass rusher, tight end, offensive line. Uh, It's just kind of it ramps up. You know, I'm. I'm of the mindset there's a lot that needs to be done and I kind of hinted at it there with the the you know the, the joke on the, the coaching side of things I think this team is kind of hampered at the moment by what they do uh, with the coach and obviously they're sticking with Mike McCarthy so we're going to see the same again obviously then that means it's as far as Aaron Rodgers takes this team but I would like to see them give him some pieces to be able to make that a little bit easier and I don't even mean pieces on offense I mean pieces on defense this defense needs to be improved you know haha Clinton Dix I think he's been I think he's been a very very nice player I think he's Done a nice job at the center of that defense. We need to start to put players around them. You know, Julius Peppers left a couple of seasons ago, but they pretty much ignored uh, that position uh, in last year's draft. I think we need to to look at that, try and get a little bit more. They they were 19th in the NFL in sacks last year, with 37 sacks, 22nd in QB hits at 83. So when that there uh, is the case, it obviously exposes the back end of the defense. There was a lot of injuries last year on that back end of the defense, and you know those it was just a field day, no matter what team was playing against them, particularly in fantasy football, you know, you were looking at it, trying to target that Green Bay defense, that Green Bay secondary, and it just worked over and over again, so when you have that, you you have Aaron Rodgers has to play to the top level all the time, and then when he's injured, obviously, this team, in my opinion, looked arguably uh, one of the worst teams in the NFL, you know, I I pretty much, like, they struggled, they bet the Browns in overtime, I, I think that maybe maybe 30th ranked uh, team in the NFL without Rodgers and what they done last year so that really exposed the the depth issues on the roster a lot of different issues that need to be addressed so there's so many it might take a season or two to be able to do that but I think defensively I would be investing a hell of a lot of those uh, picks in free agency or in sorry in the draft I I think in free agency we know what the Packers will do and that'll be quite limited but the tight end position as well is somewhere where they need to try and take somebody, and they obviously take Martellus Bennett on last year, and that didn't work out at all. He finished the season up in New England, so we'll see what happens there. They have uh, Lance Kendricks, who they also took in last off season, but, uh, you know, after Lance Kendricks, Alzeves, Emmanuel Bird, and Robert Townien, so I think we're going to see that addressed as well, but it's hard to get those young tight ends, so they might go the veteran route for that, and see what they can do there, but So many issues, but uh, defensively is what they need to approve. Is that that pretty much what you're agreeing? Like, Rodgers will make things happen with the offensive pieces he's given, uh, but uh, defensively is where they need to go. I'm interested to see what you think as well at the wide receiver position. I've been talking a little bit that I think that, uh, you know, Nelson's uh, a possible cut candidate. I think you're probably more of the mindset that Cobb could go that way and then bounce uh, Ty Montgomery back out to the wide receiver position after what we've seen last year with the the running backs coming out in the draft and, you know, looking quite good in Williams and Jones. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, um, uh, just to uh, quickly talk a little bit about the draft, I, I agree with you that they've got to go with the defense. I think they should just go with a, uh, whoever the best defensive player available is, whether that's a pass rusher or, or a safety, and uh, and that should help. But back to, you know, wide out, I definitely agree with what you just said. I think, I think just because... I mean, Cobb has been a very capable wide receiver, but also Ty Montgomery, you know, back when he was kind of just playing wide receiver, he wasn't really like an RB, was garnering a pretty good target share. And if you just kind of like squint in your mind's eye, like, can't you just see Ty Montgomery being what they thought Cobb could become? Like, Ty Montgomery kind of does everything like like. Remember, Cobb in his like fresh like in his rookie season where he was like asked to carry the ball a little bit, and he was also like used as a pretty like he was an explosive wide receiver. You can see them, and given that Ty Montgomery played wide receiver in college and he has some of that experience as a running back,
1: they might just you know use Ty Montgomery in the Randall Cobb role. If that makes sense, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Obviously, he's a little bit bigger. Uh, he played there on the running back position last year, so he should know a lot of the schemes that they're going to run because. I don't think Mike McCarthy's going to change them up too much this season, and then I think if you have him in the slot as well, at times you'll be able to get him, to, you know, catch and uh, do some damage after after he makes the catch. So those yak yards. And I I I tend to agree with you there. I, it's going to be interesting. I think one of the wide receivers has to go, whether it's Cobb or Nelson. Uh, you know, obviously with Nelson being quite a few years older, I'd probably go with that right. But uh, you know, if you if they do go and uh, go the Cobb right, that there change and that transition would make sense. I think it'll. If Cobb stays around, I don't think we'll see it. I think they'll try and use him uh, more as a third down back. But a lot, a lot of unanswered questions here for the Green Bay Packers as we head uh, into the draft. And um, it's always an exciting time when you get those players that come into the, you know, as rookies. You have, you know, the exciting look as to how they can fix it. But the truth is it usually takes a couple of seasons for that to happen. And I think... You know this this Packers defense. I mentioned you know really ranked in the bottom third. If you can get that there up to the you know average or above average, I think that's what you need with Aaron Rodgers. If you have them, you know even at a top thirteen, top twelve defense in the league, and then of Aaron Rodgers doing his thing on offense, I think you'll 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 manage to get away with that. But I I can't see it bouncing up to being a you know a top ten defense or anything like that. But they need to start moving in that direction. But I seem like I've been. Send that kind of for the last five off seasons to see if we can bounce it back up uh, to uh, a more uh, higher tier defense, but you can't see it happening. When we look at the Bears, then obviously uh, Mitch Trubisky came in last off season. Um, as a rookie, and uh, you know, they played very, very conservatively with John Fox, didn't really take the the leash off him, a lot of short passes, a couple of games where he only had, you know, single-digit completions. So, what do you think we're looking at with the Bears with Jordan Howard, who kind of came down to earth a little bit after what he did two years ago, but still had a fairly, fairly solid season. Um, What do you you see here with the, you know, the changes with the Bears, and what, what way they should move here as we enter the draft? Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited to see this new
2: coaching staff come in. Uh just I mean, John Fox's scheme, like after Jeff Fisher left, like there's an argument to be made that John Fox like John Fox just became the Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, like 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 that like that like that coaching mantle just sort of like is is just moves, I I feel. And and the, ter- the man-
1: eternal, uh, the eternal uh, coach <laughs> of the year award.
2: Yeah, uh, the issue is is like uh John Fox isn't as uh, you know eminently gifable as uh, Jeff Fisher is uh, JJ Zacharyson's Twitter account at later on back for that but
1: John Fox just looks I – I think he just continuously looks confused no matter what the decision – just when you mentioned it, the first thing came to my head was the Packers against the Bears last year when he, he challenged – I think it was Jordan Howard with the die for the end zone and it, they got the ball at the one-yard line. He thought it was a touchdown and ended up being a touchback. That was one of the first big touchback calls of the season and just the the confusion on his face uh, just brought a smile to my eyes as you said that.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he was honestly probably just curious. like, What is this oblong football? What is this ball? <laughs> What sport is this? I uh, know. I mean, it, it, I mean that's kind of mean to me, but but I'm actually kind of excited just because uh, he he probably did a pretty good job with in terms of like uh, being sort of a veteran presence for Mitch Trubisky. I think maybe now is the time uh, for them to really address the elephant in the room, which is the wide receiver position. It's possible that Cameron Meredith w- was their best wide receiver last year, and he and you know he didn't play at all. Uh, Kendall Wright and Dontrell Inman and Marcus Wheaton and can you name any other wide receivers? Uh, Kevin White. Don't forget about Kevin White. Uh, Kevin Kevin <laughs> White, Kevin White didn't exist. All right, like 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 as far as we know, he played in West Virginia and then he was drafted by the Bears and that was it. Like
1: we all I had that's that's the end of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, like, like that was it. Like that was the last we saw of him and that was great. But but yeah, I, I think they got to address the wide receiver slot. But they're drafting fairly high. Like they're drafting uh, eight overall. Maybe they. And, and, you know, when you're drafting, it's, it's such a high equity slot. Like you actually have true generational, like there are a few pretty good or, you know, cornerstone guys that high. So I don't know if they want to spend it on a wide receiver because this wide receiver class seems fairly, fairly weak. There's no obvious alpha candidates like, you know, like a Julio Jones or a, or a AJ Green type of character. So why don't they go with like a linebacker, maybe one of, or a safety or something to help out uh, where they can or where they feel they've got a defensive need and then take a shot in a bunch of wide receivers to help Trubisky out because it's very unfair to try and judge who Trubisky is as a quarterback when he's throwing to, again, Kendall Wright and Dontrell Lindman.
1: Yeah. This team had, uh, you know, you mentioned Meredith. That was a, a gruesome injury against the Titans this year. So we'll see how that recovery goes. You know, he should he should be returning this offseason. But any time you have, a, you know, any sort of major injury like that, it was an ACL injury, but there was a huge amount of structural damage uh, with it. So we'll see what happens with him. Kevin White, I mentioned, you know, really just hasn't been a, a part of this roster. Similar to what we mentioned earlier with Treadwell, we just really don't know what we're getting there. I, I really, you know, it's kind of one of those show me something and then I'll, I'll really start to think about it. Uh, Kendall, Kendall. Right is out of contract. They have a lot of players out of contract. Like right at times last year looked quite good, but they need to get those pieces around the young quarterback and try and develop that. You know, Adam Shaheen's their tight end. You know, it's his second year, so maybe he develops with him. Uh, defensively, uh, Prince of Makamura, Kyle Fuller, uh, and Bryce Callahan played very very well. I thought I thought they were very underrated last year. But you know, two of them are unrestricted free agents, and the other one is a restricted free agent. So it's going to cost a lot of money if they try and get them all back and uh, free agency. So. They have those issues that uh, you know, mentioned. You mentioned safety as well. So linebacker, I think defensively they need to address a lot of the pieces, and then offensively they need to get a, a couple of wide receivers in there uh, to see what we can do. But you know, you know, maybe we see this year. Maybe we see Kevin White stay injury free. I, I think that's a very very. Small possibility because he's just had so many, injuries. you know, there was talk of him learning to run properly again and things like that after some of the injuries. So we have to, we just have to wait and see there. But they, they need to get those pieces around the, the quarterback. Get him those security blankets. Get him that talent in this team. You're, you're looking to move uh, three or four years down the line and then have the success. So it's going to be a building year for them. Uh, and i think uh, i think they'll they'll move in the right direction the coaching and staff's going to try and change some things up but i don't think it's going to be a quick turnaround for the chicago bears and the last thing we have to talk about is the detroit lions and you know we kind of 2 years ago we were talking a lot about matthew stafford what he was doing very very impressive season but overall the team last year uh, kind of tended to disappoint as a whole uh, they have you know defensive line issues, cornerback issues, and offensive line could need to be improved. The running back position is something that I think is uh, something that they really need to to work on. Um, uh, you know, I, I like Theoretic a lot as a third down option and a a pass catching back, but you know I'm not a huge Amir Abdullah fan and uh, I never have been. Uh, but if you look at the running backs, you know there hasn't really been uh, a more efficient uh, team at running the ball in the NFL over the last couple of years. Do you think offensive line and running back is somewhere where they they really look to improve this year?
2: Yeah and 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 I think you mentioned it as well but it's like and it's kind of the theme of this podcast is the defense uh, I mean you know they they like they 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 are they, struggling on the line they're struggling in, in, in uh, their, their corners corner struggling in, in uh, uh, man or zone coverage you you kind of need a little bit of uh help on that side you know I mean your the wide receiver core for Detroit is pretty locked down Marvin Jones is one of the more underrated wide receivers in my uh, in my opinion Golden Tate is a very good he he plays his position well and although neither of these guys are true alpha dog wide outs they're you know they pair very well with Stafford who's taken a pretty good step forward he's like you know doesn't know he no longer has that binky and Calvin Johnson but he's matured uh, in this offense and then uh, we're always pretty excited to wait and see what happens with uh, rookie wide receiver Kenny well I guess now sophomore receiver uh, Kenny Galladay and um. It'd be interesting to see what they do with Ebron. I'm kind of curious to see how they go with that route. But again, it's like the the positions that uh, you know, unless you play in an IDP league, uh, you know, you're not. Uh, we're just waiting to see how they uh, how they draft here.
1: Yep, no, I think, uh, defensively is, uh, where they need to really, where they need to focus. If we look at what they're doing, uh, offensively, you mentioned the, uh, that's a nice, uh, trio there. And I think is gonna develop into a really nice wide receiver. I really liked what I've seen from him in his first year. And Ebron, I had, like, Ebron is somebody who I've been kind of on that train all the way along and I, you know, Times I've said, I need to get off here, this is the final stop, but then every time he just kind of shows you that little bit of a glimmer, and kind of mid-season last year, he had a nice little run, so I'll be back aboard uh, with Eric Ebron, I have him on a lot of dynasty teams, but I think... Uh you know the tight end position I mentioned earlier in the show with the Packers. It's hard to get that tight end to come in as a rookie. We've seen a couple of them come in now in the last few years, but the consistency uh, and you know and and a pass catcher at that position is uh, hard to find. Uh, you have to come in, you have to learn the scheme to block. You have to you know as well as the the rights and so on. So it's not just about learning how to to run the routes and catch passes at the NFL level. It's about knowing the schemes, uh, being able to block those bigger li- linemen. A lot of times you'll see the tight ends come out of college and they have to bulk up quite a bit, put on a lot of weight, and it's, uh, it can be a tough transition for them. So uh, I think Ebron is, uh, you know, he, he was kind of a glorified wide receiver when he came out. I think now he might be starting to turn a little bit into a tight end, but there's still a lot of work to go. we seen him last year at times uh, sitting on the bench when Darren Fells was getting in there because he was a better blocker. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and you know we mentioned I mentioned the running game being bad well uh, a, they are in general a bad blocking line and you know Ebron could still not get his place in the in the team when they were in that blocking situation uh, trying to get those yards on the run so we'll see what happens there but I think um, we've pretty much covered all the you know all the teams there is there any other aspects that we slip past there that you want to hit with either any of the eight teams uh, Hassan?
2: No, I, I can't really think so. I mean, most of these teams, from an offensive standpoint, seem to be pretty well off. Except as you mentioned, the the Detroit Lions might use an upgrade at, at running back, so it'll be kind of interesting. I mean, we, we've just mentioned offensive line and defense, so <laughs> I wonder if that's how this pans out. And it's obviously all of this is subject to change with the combine and, of course, free agency. Um, so it's, I mean, these are going to it's going to be fairly fascinating. I'm I'm pretty excited to see if the Chargers outright win the AFC West, and maybe this might be the the season where they make some noise, and the one that I'm really interested in seeing is, you know, how does that revitalize Vikings-Packers rivalry look in 2018, especially if Rodgers is able to come back fully healthy?
1: Yeah, uh, well, hopefully Rodgers can be fully healthy, but I I think the Vikings at this moment in time of the age, but again, free agency, the draft, you know, depending on how the quarterback situation goes for the Vikings can really shake things up there as well it's uh it's always good to look ahead to the draft look ahead to the new season and uh, i'm excited and you know the the, the fans in la could be very excited if they get two uh, solid teams heading to the playoffs next year could be an exciting one for them i mentioned earlier in the show that you have a possibility to win a 35 dollars entry into ffpc Baseball league. All you have to do is head on over to the Rotoviz Radio channel on iTunes. Do that, leave us a written and review, and you'll be eligible to win a free thirty-five dollar entry into one of those leagues over at the FFPC. So head on over to iTunes, leave us a review with your name in it, and then listen to a future episode. To hear uh, if you are the winner when we do announce that over the next couple of weeks. And uh, if you're interested in playing in an FFPC league with some of the RotoViz writers and podcasters, like myself, like Hassan, like the rest of the great team we have here at RotoViz and RotoViz Radio, send us an email at rotovisradio at gmail.com and we'll get that league set up. So, what that, that's going to do is for today's edition of the show, we've been covering the AFC West and the NFC North. Hopefully, you have enjoyed it. My name is Colin Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And my guest today was Hassan Rahim. Who you can find at HRR5010. It's been a, a lot of fun doing this show. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the RotoViz Draft Series. Please rate and review the RotoViz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to RotoViz at a 30% discount through the RotoViz Radio homepage, roadofus.com forward slash podcast. Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm feeling great, thanks. How about
0: you? You feeling happy? A little angry? People have so many feelings, millions of them. But what if businesses could really understand all of those feelings and then act on them to make their customers feel better? It's a thing. It's SAP experience management and it's here because the future of business has feelings and I've got a feeling we're all gonna like it. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings. A four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.